Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. It's Two Dudes in a Kitchen with Tyler Florence. And Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, welcome into actually two dudes in a kitchen. It's been a couple weeks since two dudes have been in a kitchen together, but finally we are back together. I'm Wells Adams alongside Tyler Florence. I'm so sorry I missed you last week. I miss you like crazy, man. So tell me all of your travels, right? So you took some time off. No, this was, uh, so I went to the Masters. Yeah. I went to Augusta National for the the Masters and that was uh, a Christmas gift Christmas. From my wife. That's what it was. Right. And so we flew out there and um, we went to Saturday and Sunday at the Masters, which was absolutely amazing. You've been to the Masters before. I've, I did. I've, I've played Augusta National. I, I can't believe that. I, <laughs> I'm almost a scratch handicap. I never even sniffed getting close to playing Augusta was, National. And you're scary. a hack over here I'm getting to play. Hack. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm the worst guy. I'm the guy you never want on your team. Yeah, it's it's a weird story. I ended up playing Augusta National, but like the most weird stories end up like uh, just right place at the right time. And yeah, we were down there for uh, so I've, I've uh, uh, catered the Masters, I think two or three times, I think twice. And uh, one of the events, you know, it's like we're down there for a couple of days, and basically we're, we were uh, I can't remember what company was with, but we hosted their hospitality house for a couple of days. It was myself and a few of our team members from San Francisco uh, cooked like lunch and dinner. Uh, you know, it's a, kind of a like posh, you know, private experience for a couple of days. And then it always comes with tickets, right? So we got a chance to, the first year I went, we got a chance to go and just watch the rounds, which is just fascinating because the golf is a religion. Oh yeah. So many people, right. Including you, cause you just love it. And, uh, and then, you know, and it, like, to me, golf is kind of one of those things I kind of pick up occasionally and go do, mm-hmm. um, and like, it, it, depending on the year, cause I've, I've got some pretty nice clubs. I put some money into it, but it's like, it, I, I, for, I don't have enough time. There isn't not enough time for me to like learn a new like hobby. But so we were down there and then made some really good friends with some folks. And they were like, Hey, if you ever want to come down and I'm going to do this in my Georgia accent, because my people are from Georgia, so I can do that. But they're like, Hey, if you ever want to come down and play, you know, we'd love to have you come on down. We'd love to. I'm like, are you, are you inviting me to play a good national? Like, yeah, we'd love to have you. You just come on down. You let us know, honey, and we'll get you on down. And like, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I invited two uh, other like restaurateurs in San Francisco and we just balled out. We got a private plane and we just, we flew to Augusta and then, you know, and then we literally Condoleezza Rice was there that day. And it was just oh, yeah. like, I mean, it was super, super cool. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, I'm, but I, I, uh, my, my goal. Yeah, okay. You just like one up my story about the masters real quick. That was no, no, nice. but I want to hear yours. Cause like my, mine was just like, whatever. I mean, just like we're down there. Yeah, but, I just like, uh, took a private jet and hung out with Condoleezza Rice. It was totally, yeah, but, it was totally normal. It was a normal you, Tuesday, but you love it. Right. And so to me like that, that I want to hear about it through your eyes. Right. Cause like, well, I think the one thing that we need to talk about when it comes to the masters as it pertains to this show is the food there. 
And they're famous for a, a couple different sandwiches and they're famous for the prices. Yeah. So they have, you can get a pimento cheese sandwich or you can get a, um, a egg salad sandwich or you can get a club sandwich or you can get a ham on rye sandwich um, all for a dollar fifty. Mm-hmm. And then a beer uh, is three dollars. And it's insane because this place is printing money and they have the concessions being so very cheap. Um, but it was amazing. Like the pimento cheese sandwiches are very famous. And to have it there on at like Amen Corner with yeah. a, a frosty beer was just um, for as a golf fan like me, it was just freaking iconic. And if you ever get the chance to go to the Masters, go do it. It is ridiculously run it's like disneyland for adults and it's not like disneyland because like adults are there having fun and getting drunk it's like disneyland for adults because it is run exactly like disneyland everything Mm -hmm. runs so seamlessly and so fast the grounds are immaculate every blade of grass is in the correct location Mm -hmm. um everyone is so happy and so positive and the other thing that we loved is there's no cell phones so yeah. you just live your life like we did. I like I remember the time before cell phones when it was like, hey, we're going to meet at 1230 at this thing. Uh, if you're not here, you're not here. I don't know what happens. And uh-huh. it was so nice separating ourselves from our phones and actually having conversations with all these lovely people from all across the world, eating our pimento cheese sandwiches. It was the best time. But I'm sorry I missed um, the show because of it. Well, we, we had a couple of fun episodes. We had a couple of fun guests. I, I, I said, you know, to everybody uh, that we were, we were talking to, you're not going to get the double decker, uh, uh, two dudes in the kitchen. You're going to get the tartine version, like the single yeah. slice. Uh, but uh, we still had a great time. Missed you. Uh, but we are back into the swing of all this, folks, uh, with an amazing episode today, all about Cinco de Mayo. And uh, in honor of Cinco de Mayo, we're going to have uh, Chef Rufo, who's raised in Tijuana, He's enjoyed cooking since he was a kid and appreciated the time that he had with his mother in the kitchen. He worked at the Grand Hotel in Tijuana during uh, the day and for free. And then at night, he worked at uh, a restaurant in San Diego. So we go back and forth between the border, cooked on both sides of the border for many, many years. Much of his time is spent uh, fielding travel opportunities that allowed him to share his regional cuisine throughout the U.S. and Mexico uh, when he isn't you know, busy with his popular Tijuana restaurant. Uh, it's called Oryx Capital and the sexy speakeasy inside of it called uh, Norico that you got to go check out. I believe he's going to be opening up a restaurant in San Diego as well. And you were telling me off air that he he went and did some Olympics of cooking or something. Yes. So uh, um, Rufo Ibarria uh, uh, represented the entire country of Mexico at the Culinary Olympics. Uh, it's called Bocuse d'Or. It happens every two years in Lyon, France. And he was the president of the Mexican culinary team. And I just think he's the most influential chef in Mexico right now. He's And he happens to be a good friend of mine. And he's a great cook. And uh, I so look forward to hearing his conversation because, like, there's very, pe- very few people that can throw down like this guy. And his food is just amazing. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get you ready for Cinco de Mayo with Chef Rufo. Stick around. You're listening to Two Dudes in a Kitchen. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, 
Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Two Dudes in a Kitchen. I want to introduce our Cinco de Mayo guest today. He's a very, very good friend of mine. I think he's the most influential chef in Mexico right now. Uh, his name is Rufo Ibarra. Uh, he has a restaurant called Oryx in Tijuana and TJ. Uh, this guy is just an absolute ace. And not only is he an amazing chef, he's an amazing person. Uh, very, very good friend of mine. We got a chance to shoot with him for the great food truck race last season. So he and I hung out for an amazing day in San Diego uh, this time last year, as a matter of fact. And uh, I think without further ado, welcome to the Cinco de Mayo show. Um, Rufo Ibarra. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. That was an incredible, incredible introduction. <laughs> can, I, can I bring you like to every event I have to do? Yeah, I'll be your, I'll be your pitch guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. He's your hype man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's my exactly. I don't think you have a lot of Mexican friends, uh, but I appreciate it. <laughs> of course. Oh, my God. Yeah, and you you and I met a couple of years ago. We did an event in Los Angeles for yeah. Central Kitchen. Yeah. And uh, we got a chance to uh, cook at Henry Winkler. Henry house. Winkler. Yeah, yeah. We cooked the Henry yeah, Winkler yeah. house together. That was that was super fun. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, that event is always fun. Um, we do it uh, at least once a year to raise funds to help uh immigrants or children separated at the border uh here in tijuana so yeah it means a lot it was it was awesome to have you there that's really cool invite me every year we'd love to come and, and wells will come too and we'll, you and i will sling some food together It'd be fun man Don't you think? yeah that's good man i mean listen when we had that talk before we met um the idea was uh the day of the dead so offerings so something that reminded you of your family or someone you love and you were like immediately, I'm, I'm making my, my fried chicken. <laughs> and, he, and I remember you were like, hey, 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 some people say it's a big deal. And I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, big deal fried chicken. But you know what? Captain Big we Deal were, Fried Chicken. <laughs> we, were, we were getting ready for the event and you just served me some chicken i'm like all right big deal fried chicken try that chicken and trust me ladies and gentlemen it is a big deal it was ridiculous ridiculously tasty it was juicy it was crunchy it was everything still the best fried chicken i've, had, I've ever had yeah rufo i don't know how to say this but uh i'm kind of a big deal i have many <laughs> books my apartment smells of rich mahogany and boy oh boy my chicken is to die for <laughs> to die yeah. for yeah, yeah, that that yeah. was the introduction. Yes. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on our Cinco de Mayo show. I think the first thing that we have to ask is Cinco de Mayo is a big deal in the States. Is it a big deal in Mexico and Tijuana? Well, historically, it should be. Um, it, it was a big war um, that we won against the French, and it was, it was a big deal. Um, but it's huge in the States. Um, and the reason is, uh, Ignacio Zaragoza, he who who was the guy leading uh, this battle, he was born in Texas before before obviously it was part of the U.S. So, I mean, yeah, before it was part of the U.S. So he went to Texas five years after to celebrate, you know, with a big group, big party, and that kind of evolved into Cinco de Mayo being celebrated in Texas. And then all these states that used to be Mexican territory, and now Cinco de Mayo is tacos and margaritas. Which was um, half of the United States, by the way. Yes. Yes. Almost. Yes. Yeah. Arizona, California, Texas, uh, New Mexico. Yeah. All of that. Now, listen, I do a show in Mexico, but it's uh, down in Sayulita. So I know what's like... Puerto Vallartan food is like. But tell me, you're uh, from Tijuana. Tell me, is there a difference between 
Tijuanan food compared to uh, other like big cities in Mexico? Yeah, so I think it's like it's like the U.S. It's such a big country that you can separate it into different cultures and different cuisines. You have uh, the, the Mayan Peninsula, you know, Cancun, um, you have Merida, all these beautiful cities. And there's there's very different flavors so from Cochinita Pibil, Castacan. Veracruz. Yes. Yeah, then you have Veracruz. Yeah. A lot of Spanish influence, a lot of Mediterranean flavors. Um, the northern part of Mexico, it's more 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 kind of the US. Like we love grilling. Uh it's it's a lot more proteins. And then the coast, I mean Oaxaca and Puebla are in another place. So they're very different. I'm from Tijuana in Baja, and we're famous for you know having really amazing fresh seafood. Um, we have wine country, so we have a little bit of everything. Like everybody's jealous because this is kind of like the new cuisine of, of Mexico, and we get to play around. And the fun part is, since it's the new cuisine, there's no rules. Like we're making the rules as we go, and we have people from all over the world in Tijuana, you know, immigrants uh, from Mexico and Southern America, Africa, like everywhere. So we kind of just play around and there's no grandma that, that can tell you, oh, this is how you make your mole, right? right. So so it's been, it's been awesome uh, just growing up and especially in this generation uh, of cooks. And speaking of mole, so mole poblano is the official dish of Cinco de Mayo, right? And so tell me, uh, to A, break that dish down and then explain how folks at home could make sort of a simple version. Because, I mean, you know, it's kind of a complicated dish. It's super complicated um, just because of the ingredients. Um, uh, mole, which is very famous for being Mexican, is actually um, a mixture of cultures. So everything the Spaniards brought, anything... Any other country brought, we use in, in, in a mole. So we have spices like cinnamon. We have um, plantains mm -hmm. to give it sweetness that we that we fry. Uh, tortillas or masa, we would kind of char to give consistency and kind of a little bit of bitterness. Um, uh, nuts, so nuez de castilla, which are, it's like, I've always seen like a really great mole made with almonds, right? Is it almond meal or what? Yeah, there's there's yeah. there's there's mole almendrado, which is with the almonds, and mm -hmm. those are from Puebla. So Puebla yeah. is very recognized for the mole poblano, and then it has their 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 almond mole. But yeah, I mean, I can definitely throw you a recipe that 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 can, people can, or a version that's simpler. I I on top of my mind. I would have to think about it just to think about, you know, ingredients that are available on a larger scale. You're yeah, too famous, man. Exactly. It's super rich, kind of spicy, kind of chocolatey sauce. Yes. It's amazing with like grilled meats. There's a lot of different things you can kind of do with it and stretch it out and kind of make it something really kind of interesting. But um, it, it's one of my favorite flavor profiles of Mexico when you really think about it. And it's always that holy grail of a dish that you try to emulate and try to get as close as possible, but you never kind of get there unless you're in Mexico, unless you get the real deal ingredients, right? Um, but it's always incredibly delicious, man. Yeah, it's it's definitely ingredients. Uh, it's time also. I think nowadays everything's kind of in a rush. We don't, we're not like, like our grandmas or like Italian nonas, you know, sauces that used to go for eight hours or a day. Um, and mole does need a lot of time uh to get all those ingredients we, we, we're talking 30 ingredients mm -hmm. you know getting mixed and kind of getting in a jacuzzi and kind of sitting down and melted into one so it gets more complex as as you give it time that's the reason you know restaurants like Puyol and and now other restaurants have moles or 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 so like mother sauces mm -hmm. they call them that they keep regenerating and they've had for years and years and years like like a for a sour like a starter for a sourdough yeah you basically do that and it just keeps getting more complex 
Now, we shot in uh, Mexico in, in Puebla with Food Network. It must have been awesome. years ago. It was one of my greatest trips ever. But, but they have like the, which is famous for mole, right? Yeah. And uh, I just remember like seeing these little mole shops everywhere where they have these like really kind of interesting kind of grinder mechanisms. It almost looks like the thing where you grind peanut butter out of, right? And then, yes. then everyone would have their own little very specific recipe as far as like Mexican cinnamon, right? almonds and chocolate and then they would kind of like blend in chilies and dried chilies and then they would kind of blend these together to kind of make this like sort of sticky honey like paste that then again you kind of thin out with chicken stock and you braise meat that yes so that is very very used in in puebla and in oaxaca so mm -hmm. puebla has its smallest you know uh almendrado and then mole poblano and then oaxaca has seven moles and they're all different. They're all really complex sauces, but they all go to the, the molino. Um, so yeah, they grind and it's exactly it. It's like a stone thing where it grinds like you grind peanut butter or or like really fine chocolate. And and they get their blends. It's like a paste and they'll have it at the restaurant. And then you'll just you, you use the amount you want and then thin it out. And it's the most beautiful thing ever, man. It's and it's easy, like, but yeah, everybody has their own recipe. I have a lot of friends over there. It's it's a thing, like, it's their secret. Mm -hmm. They respect it, and nobody else buys, you know, or tries to buy someone else's mole. Yeah, uh, it's a cool, it's, it's a cool service. It's a cool thing. Like, I love it. it. It, you can't get it anywhere else in the world. And it kind of reminds yeah. me of the complexity of like a, like a, a Thai curry, right? Like yeah. it kind of hits your palate on so many different levels. It's spicy. It's uh, salty. It's sweet. It's acidic. It just, it blends and it rolls. And it's just like, once you taste that, you feel like there's nothing in my opinion, like, like very few other things that taste distinctively, you know, like Mexican versus a mole, right? I mean, there's lots of like flavor profiles that feel good, but then a lot of other cultures use lime. A lot of other cultures use cilantro. A lot of other cultures cultures use chili but then mole to me is distinctive and it's kind of one of those flavor profiles i'm like okay this is really really lovely great yeah. yeah super complex so many layers of flavors and and it's funny um there was so much there's so much love to this dish because you you know you're toasting nuts you're toasting spices you're grinding you're frying some things you're charring uh, even even like charring seeds, some of the seeds to get some color and yeah. some acidity. Sesame seeds, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy. But it, it's yeah, it's there's a reason why it's one of the most popular dishes in the world for sure. Aside from you know the official dish of Cinco de Mayo, which is mole, like what what are the other things that need to be at the Cinco de Mayo party in your opinion? Well, I mean, since we don't celebrate it almost at all here in Mexico. Um, but we have the border, and the border here in, um, in Baja, there's Ensenada, and in Ensenada is where the margarita was was um, invented. So margaritas and tacos, because we're at the border, ha have been part of that celebration for many, many, many years. And I think it's 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 been about tequila and and tacos for like as long as I can remember. Is there a story about the like the genesis of the margarita, because I've I've heard one similar to like the Caesar salad, um, and I was wondering if you knew if like, there was like some Genesis story about the margarita. Well, it's it's like most things. There's always at least two versions. Um, uh, the the one I remember, the one that has resonated the most is this. Uh, I think it was a princess got to a bar in in Ensenada, and they made. Uh, the margarita there like they some bartender you know made it there and there's there's another version that it was at a hotel so who's right who's wrong i don't know i'm happy they invented it here um it's it's fun it, it's a lot more fun the story at at Cousons, uh because it's a very traditional dive bar in, in, in ensenada and it's it's great to just go there you know like places that have a lot of history and it's it's a long, long, long party if you go there. Okay. Well, speaking of margaritas, I, I have to make a lot of them on Bachelor in Paradise as the bartender. <laughs> I need to know if you have any secret ingredients for your favorite margarita that I don't know about. I don't think so. I mean, it's Cuantro. 
uh, lime, tequila, it's and, and you're in your simple. But I mean, you can always play with the simple, I guess. Um, I can, I can, as we talk, I can probably look look up the exact recipe for one of our margaritas for our speakeasy, mm-hmm. which is it's really good. Um, we also we also smoke our sauce for for that margarita. But yeah, yeah. I'm going to jump into the two uh, the tequila real fast, right? Because like I think there's either there's the official you know like recipe on what you make it with, and I, I guess there's choices and you know like is it blanco? Is it reposado? You know, like do do you? I, I've I've I I like a good smoky mezcal. Like, wh- what do you go with? So classic margarita uh, tequila blanco. It should be white, uh, so you get the flavor of the tequila. Um, if you go reposado, it's more towards a Cadillac, so you get different different notes. But I'm with you. Like I'll I'll get a, a very distinctive uh, mezcal because it will have a lot more flavors, um, more depth. But tequila blanco is the way to go for a for a good margarita for sure. I'm getting thirsty. Is a blend <laughs> is a blended margarita like? sacrosanct like is that a bad bad thing no it's to do? not it's okay. not I, I know a lot of bartenders will say oh no margarita should be shaken or but no honestly the original i don't have the original but there's a bunch of old school places in tijuana and in ensenada that will blend a margarita and there's nothing wrong with a blended margarita in summer like come on um there's a there's a dive bar here in tijuana called um uh, dandy del sur Anthony Bourdain went there. Like a bunch of people have been there. Uh, it's super old school, and they'll they'll make you a blended margarita. It's so so good, especially like at two a.m. Last question about drinks for those listeners out there that don't like to uh, booze up. Uh, Mexican horchata is, I think, one of the best drinks in the freaking world. Uh, what is your recipe for horchata? Um, I mean, it's it's rice, so. So you you just blend rice with water. It's like now it's a trend, you know, all, all these all these milks, almond milk and yeah, and cashew milk, and that's that's basically the base for it. Uh, cinnamon, sugar, and you have an horchata. Uh, you just have to rest it um, for for a little bit uh, to get all those all those flavors and the starches as well, because it, it gets a little. It's not thick. But it gets a little body. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think Mexico in general, like we, we've done aguas frescas forever. You know, get all these fruits and herbs and and make um, waters with water, like watermelon and mint or like chia and lime and whatnot. And now it's kind of beginning to be a thing because it's super healthy and it, it can get really complex with flavors because you can go fresh. And sweet, uh, and it's super nice, even spicy. I, I've I've had some with like a hint of habanero, because mm-hmm. with chilies, you can you can take the fire down if you if you blanch them like three to ten times. So boiling water with salt, chilies, you put them in for like a minute, take them out, cold water, uh, cold bath, and then do that three, four, five, six times. To, to end up when, wherever you want to end up as far as uh, the spiciness. So you can get all the flavor without, you know, without, without us suffering, suffering like, like on, on the finale of your show. Oh my God. Yeah. With the chili heat. I want to go back a second because talk about horchata because it's one of my favorite drinks and, and I, I want to kind of get into specificity on, on how people can make it because it's kind of like, if you like overnight oats, right? It's kind of the same thing, right? It's like rice in a pot with water. It sort of soaks and reconstitutes. Not You're not cooking as much as you're rehydrating the rice. And then right. to that, you add, you add cinnamon sticks, you add almonds to that. I've seen raisins added to it. Um, and then you can add almond milk to that and you kind of let it just sort of rehydrate and then you just puree it. You puree it, correct. Right. And then you strain it. Yeah, and, and then you strain it. Um, yeah, so pretty much like a, they, they treat it like a tres leches now, like, uh, like, a, like a rice pudding. So mm-hmm. imagine those flavors, those take a little bit of sugar out of it. And, and that's kind of your base for for an horchata, um, just without making it as thick. So you're not cooking, therefore 
uh, it's not expanding um, and you, you don't have a puree, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's exactly it. You, you let it rest, you let it um, kind of hydrate yep. and then yep. you blend all of your ingredients there. But uh, yeah, it's something that's easy to make. If you, if you, you're home like late night, you can put it overnight in the fridge and then in the morning, just blend everything you have. It's so good and healthy, especially on a hot day. It's just so refreshing. You know, yeah. it, it mm -hmm. kind of feels thick. Like you're drinking something like it's, it tastes like, like it's, there's nutrient dense. Like you could, and you could probably add some like, like spinach to that or kale if you want to sort of jack it up and kind of make it healthy. Right. Yeah. You could definitely, that, that's a, that's a great base. And you can yeah. take, yeah. I mean, you can put less sugar because here in Mexico, we love sugar. Like, all these, all these horchatas and and aguas frescas have so much sugar. Um, so I'll, I sometimes I'll buy a water, like just regular water, and an agua fresca or horchata, and kind of dilute it a little bit, so it's not as sweet. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I wanted to ask you about something that I read about you, obviously you, you live on both sides of the border, right? You, you have your San Diego, California roots. And then you know, of course you're from Tijuana. Tell me what Cali Baja is to you. So it's, it's a region. Um, I think in California and, and, in Baja, we have a lot of things in common. We have great weather, obviously. Um, we have wine country, we have amazing beer, um, amazing um, products from the ocean. So shellfish, fish, uh, vegetables, there's a little bit of everything. But another thing that we have in common is we're so far from where, like from the central part of, 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 of the country. Um, Baja is so far from, from Mexico City where all the rules are made and 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 everything, uh, all the laws, all the bills get passed, that it's 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 a different thing. We're we're a lot closer to to California. We share the mindsets. Uh, we're relaxed. We wear flip flops. <laughs> it's yeah. It's 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 just different. It's. Uh, I think California does the same thing. It, it, it makes its own rules and it keeps growing and it's a, it's a different vibe. Um, so I was like, let's, let's just represent that. I, I would not want to represent something I didn't grow up with. I am Mexican, but I did not grow up with Oaxacan flavors or, or, or recipes or from Veracruz or Puebla or Yucatan or no, like 
I grew up here and we have a mix of cultures here. So a lot of people from Sinaloa, so a lot of ceviches, aguachiles, mm-hmm. um, a lot of spicy, fresh food, uh, a lot of Mediterranean uh, things as well. We have a lot of immigrants, so a lot of pasta. Um, everybody here, just like in, in California, imported a lot of uh, Italian and European, you know, style of cooking at a certain point. Let's remember Tijuana in the 1920s, um, when when the prohibition was was in in the, the states, everybody was in Tijuana. Mm-hmm. All the celebrities, all the politicians, and all and all the mobsters on both sides <laughs> would stay in Tijuana and come and gamble and have a good time and do whatever you couldn't do on that side. Mm-hmm. So, so it wasn't just you know like low quality partying. I, I'm talking the best of the best and architecture and food and drinks. Everything was over the top. So. So we imported a lot of that. And I think that that kept evolving into what we are now, I guess. Okay. So Cinco de Mayo is coming up. And I, I think a lot of people, when they think about, especially on this side of the border, when they start thinking about the dish they want to make, right? And the the party they want to throw and the ingredients they want to prepare. I think it kind of boils down to like a taco vibe, right? And now, if you had to fire up the grill or you had to put something together that kind of feels like tacos, right? Like what would you... What would you put together and then quickly kind of walk me through a recipe and it could be whatever it's off the top of your head, but you're making tacos. It's Cinco de Mayo. You got the grill hot. Go chef. Okay. We light up the grill. And before we start with the grill, you do something fresh. So it could be like a, like a fresh, just pico de gallo or, or like an aguachile. So aguachile, green aguachile, I would do cilantro, serrano, uh, charred pineapple, lime, salt, onion, garlic. Blend that, um, and you have a beautiful kind of sauce for like shrimp. Yeah. Uh, or even if you want to go vegan, you can char more pineapple and just slice it like, but char char like it's it has to look black and burnt, mm-hmm. so the interior is nice and juicy, and you slice that like a tataki or a sashimi. And, and that in a chile is a great, great way to start with that margarita. So after that, and the grill is ready, we can use, we can, it, I mean, for us, it's almost always, you know, um, either ribeye or New York or, 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 or skirts um, in, the, in the grill. I think the important thing with tacos is always the salsa. So... Char your tomatoes, char a few uh, jalapenos, and then char onion and char um, garlic. Now, when I'm doing that at home, I like to use a grill basket so these pieces don't fall yeah. to the grates. Yeah, right? that, that makes it a lot easier. It makes it a lot easier, right? Because there's grill baskets. You can get them on Amazon. They're super easy. You kind of fill it up with all, all these flavors. could be tomatillos, tomatoes, onions, garlic, chilies, and then you can flip the whole thing over once, super right? Easy. Gross I, thing, nothing falls through. There's nothing more more sad when you like half <laughs> your ingredients start, start just falling yeah, it's super sad. So sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I completely agree. Uh, just make sure you put that basket, you wore gloves or something, and you put that basket uh, in the fire and get it super hot before you put the ingredients in. Otherwise, everything will just stick. Stick, um, exactly right. Yeah, so kind of curate um, the basket. And those with a little bit of cilantro, salt, you could use a molcajete or you can blend it if you have a big party. Uh, you blend that. Make sure you have uh, guacamole. Guacamole can be as simple as just like a avocado puree with lemon salt, a little pepper. Or you can put pico de gallo there, you know, tomato and raw tomato, raw, raw onion and cilantro in it. Uh, even make it spicy. You can use wasabi a little bit if you want. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, or a little bit of mint. I love using a little bit of mint in, in in guacamole for like certain tacos if you're doing like fresh seafood. Mm. Cause it just it just pops. It pops a lot more. 
Ooh. That with a charred uh, pineapple salsa, I think that sounds yes. like next level. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, next level. Yeah. Yes. All right, brother, keep on going. Okay, so we got protein. What are we grilling? Uh, it's easy to say, you know, ribeye, but uh, if you have the time, if you're taking Cinco de Mayo off, they just roast a piece, no? I mean, for me, it's just making an entire uh, roasted piece. Or um, in, in, in this part of the world uh tacos it's not steaks like you'll you'll find slice chalk or the esmillo which is uh well i mean it can be anything from a ribeye new york um what else what else is nice and kind of fatty skirt skirt yeah a skirt yeah so very slight very, very fine sliced so so it's not you know you're not making a steak. You're making a taco. So you want it kind of, you want it charred. So high heat, very fast on the grill, just salt and pepper. I don't mess with the meat. Like if that taqueros, don't over marinate uh, beef here. Just don't do it. Interesting. A lot of people feel like they have to marinate beef. Yeah. With you. I like salt, pepper, give me some good beef and just get a nice like charcoal flavor profile on top of that and caramelization. And then everything else, you can always squeeze lime on at the end. Like if you want that sort of yeah. nice acidic pop. For sure. I mean, if, if it's going to be something like, like a flank or a skirt where it might be a little bit more chewy, then yeah, maybe you can do, you know, garlic and orange juice and a beer and let it rest there overnight uh, with, with onions. Mm-hmm. That's more like Mexicali does it. So so they'll rest it for, for a few hours or overnight. And this orange juice, you can even use a little bit of soy. So it's kind of curating and getting getting nice and tender. Um, and then you, you don't use salt anymore. It's already kind of pre-salted. So that's another way to do it. But you have your entire batch in, a, in like a box and with onions, garlic, soy, orange juice. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's basically. And beer. I like ooh, beer. Beer too at the end, right? Mm. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just did a uh, pork shoulder last night. Um, <laughs> my lovely children had some friends over. We just opened up the pool for the season. And nice. I smoked a pork shoulder for about four hours yesterday. <clears throat> and And to me, like that melted inside of a taco with all these sort of wonderful flavor profiles that we're talking about the charred pineapple salsa like melted pork with fatty yummy pork i think that feels like, that, like that's what i would yeah. yes that's my go-to that's my jam <laughs> yeah me me and some pork shoulder and some friends on the weekends that that is my absolute slam home run thing well it's yeah. yeah Todo like we say in mexico todo si yes to everything yes yeah. to everything <laughs> yeah, yeah that sounds amazing i yeah i agree that combination of flavors like all those layers that they go perfectly pineapple and pork yeah of course and then to close out these tacos are we doing corn tortillas are we doing flour tortillas um if if it's gonna be pork definitely um corn okay Uh, you can you can definitely do a, a a flour steak um uh guacamole salsa taco quesadilla um, so yeah, cause up North we use a lot of flour, but we have a lot of corn tacos as well. So with steak, it works both ways. If it's, if it's pork, I would definitely use, um, corn. Why? It's, it's just a flavor. Um, just a flavor of, of, of the corn with like, I'm already thinking about that taco, making a taco yeah. with <laughs> at, at the cool. Yeah. With <laughs> you got to come up, man. Yeah, no, definitely. Let's let's definitely do it. I think I'm I'm I, I should be up there soon. We're opening in San Diego, a new place. Congratulations! Thank that's, you. I'm losing my mind. That's amazing, chef. That's a perfect segue. Let's talk about your restaurants. Yeah, what are they called? Where are they? And when I go there, what do I have to eat? Okay, so Orix Restaurante uh, is in Tijuana. Right now, we only have Orix Restaurante, and then we have Speakeasy called Nordico. Um, Orix Restaurante, we opened in 2015, uh, and what you have to eat there, you have to, there's, there's like a little menu that you can go through. Um, we have a bluefin tuna tostada, and I say tostada, I'm, I'm using your quotes. Um, 
because we don't use corn. So little history, a lot of people in, in Latin America and in Mexico say without corn, there is no country, which is true for most of the country. But the corn, corn uh, and especially white corn didn't make it up north until the Spaniards brought it up. So we used we use flour. Uh, so instead of that, we used we made a chicharron out of seaweed. So seaweed chicharron with with uh, tuna, black garlic aioli, uh, scallions, um, lemon zest, and a um, soy cured egg yolk. So that tostada I would start with. Then mm. I would have the fish taco, which. Like Tyler says, some people they say it's a big deal. <laughs> it's like my big deal fish taco. You like that? Against your big deal. Some people chicken. say it's a big deal. Some people say it's a big deal. Then whammo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So yeah, our fish taco. It's it's a it's a black uh, batter uh, fish taco. It's sole. Um, it's just black because the market where you buy. Um, fish in Ensenada, where the fish tacos were invented, it's called Mercado Negro. So we made we made that better black with onion ash, soy, and squid ink. It's Sick. a lot of flavor. It's a lot of flavor. Yeah, I love that. That's um, probably our our uni and corn chowder. That that's really good when it's in season. It's smoked uh, yellow corn with. Um, Chile manzano, which is a little bit spicy, but not overly, you know, it's not too much. Uh, cardamom and and fresh uni. Mm. That's, that's good. And then we have very classic flavors of um, kind of French. It's called the uh, gold rush. So inspired in San Francisco in the 40s, um, the gold the gold gold fever. So I was like, something rich so everything is either opulence or rich in flavor so we have a a bone marrow mm. demi with a uh, filet mignon uh truffle mashed potatoes kind of like robuchon style mm. with a potato crystal with a little bit of gold uh, on top so it's like Oof. but it's it's really classic flavors, but I'm I'm in love with that dish. Like it's it just doesn't get old. It's super super good. Um, that would be you know the if if it's the first time the things I would order. And for dessert, we have a new one uh, called uh, chocongos, which is funny because <laughs> you know people have mushrooms and chocolates, but it yeah. but these are these are uh, non. Uh, not psychedelic. Not psychedelic. Um, yeah. the mushrooms. Yeah, non psychedelic for sure. We can do private parties though. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Not that. Not, not that. That's not a good time. Sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a cool, chef. This is what I like about like your menu, right? And like your cooking style. You know, I, I obviously, you know, the, the, there, there's like this sort of Mexican pride that kind of runs through your blood. Like you can tell like this is who you are as a person, but then you're very, very aware of sort of like this international presence, right? And to not make Tijuana small, but make Tijuana big, make Tijuana international, right? And so when you kind of roll into those, that it, it feels like this could be easily competitive with like any great restaurant anywhere in the world. And it happens to be in Tijuana using those amazing ingredients. And this is why I think you are the most influential chef in Mexico right now. Oh, that, that, that means a lot. No, that hands down. So I, I quickly want to talk about uh, Bocuse Dior, right? And sort of segueing out of uh, Cinco de Mayo for a second, because I think it's such a, a big deal that you got a chance to go represent the entire country of Mexico at the Culinary World Olympics in Lyon, France. Yeah. Tell me about that. That is absolutely insane. Um, and that's exactly it. It's it's the Olympics of, of cooking. Uh I didn't think I was I was gonna get to be a part of Abuku's uh, team, um, just because it wasn't a priority at at the time. But uh, the candidate, uh, Marcelo Hisaki, he's from Amores. He's uh, he has a, an amazing restaurant here in Tecate. It's like an hour away. Uh, he he wanted to compete, so we were we started building the team, and he invited me uh, to be a part of it, and then. One thing led to another. Uh, I, I I was 
I was named the president of the team and the judge so or jury. And just just being there, the level of competition, the amount. These are athletes, by the way. Yeah. Like this is not, you know, let's let's make a recipe and it'll be tasty. No, you have a judge, like a lot of judges just judging how you operate, how organized you are, your technique. If if you have control of your team, like it's three people in the kitchen, you you bring one and they and they get in and they present another comi, uh, another helper. Um, my job was trained for two years for this. You train for two years. It's every two years. Yeah, it's every two years, which is is unbelievable. I just got a call to see if I I wanted to be the president of the team again, and I said I would love to, but I can't because because of the level of commitment, um, time commitment, mm -hmm. uh, and then again, like this, this is another another thing that that a lot of people don't don't understand is there's you know big countries. You know the U.S. has a huge team and budgets are very different. I mean, we're talking million dollar differences. Um, Mexico, there's no, there's, there, there was government support locally, but no federal support. Um, and and it's, it's not as popular on this side. So I said no to the presidency of this for, for the next WOCUSE, uh, but the idea is that we work to, you know, grow the base for, for the Mexican team so we can, keep competing at that level. It has been 12 years since Mexico wasn't in the finals. So it was a big deal. It was, a, that was another big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. Was I was following, deal. I was following online and it was just so happy. I was like, Oh my God, look at your brother go. So <laughs> I didn't want to be a part of it. I'm dying to go myself. I've never been. We should just go with, let's just go as like fans. I, mean, I just, you know, because it, it's literally, it, it's super geeky, right? I mean, it's literally like the world, the culinary Olympics, right? Happens every two years, but I, I'm just dying to go, uh, you know, obviously be a part of like the American team or whatever, but, uh, but I, I just yeah. want to watch. It's crazy. No, for sure. I, 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 I built like really, really good relationships with the U.S. team. And uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. We actually won. Um, unfortunately on the competition, we didn't, we didn't win. Uh, we had some issues there, uh, but it's the first year that there was a, um, a prize for social commitment, which I, I love that the competition is pushing towards sustainability, social commitment, um, and uh, the future of, of, of cooking uh, ingredients and getting kids involved. We had kids that were part of the jury as well, which was fun. Nerve-wracking, of course, but but a lot of fun and we won the social commitment award and, and that would, that meant the world to me. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's, it's good to have Mexico in a different light, you know, normally people think Mexico is, ah, it's either unsafe or, or it's, it's, I don't know. People get iffy. Um, but it was the team represented, you know, the most committed, um, group socially for the work we've done, you know, with like with people like you, like World Central Kitchen, Tijuana mm -hmm. Sin other other causes that that are very very important to us. So, Chef, you mentioned uh, your new restaurant in San Diego. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's at the Guild Hotel, uh, which is on Broadway in India. We're taking over food and beverage for the hotel, but I'm I'm responsible for a signature restaurant there. So we're doing. We're doing a restaurant. It's it's kind of defining itself as we go, but the only thing is, it's not based on food, like food styles. You know, sometimes everybody's asking, "Is it, you know, Mexican or is it Calibaja or is it uh, something from Yucatan?" The idea is, we're doing more of an art expression um, on that menu. So I'm excited. It's, it's a lot. It, I, I haven't, I haven't, you know, been developing at this level for, for a while. Uh, but it's a, it's a huge, huge opportunity to do something very special to me. And San Diego is kind of blowing up right now on the culinary scene, right? With Addison just getting three stars. That's kind of a big deal, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's growing. Um, it's growing for sure. Addison, Addison getting three stars was huge for that food movement. But again, I think Addison, it's, 
is by itself like it's it's a beautiful three Michelin star restaurant but i feel like the rest of san diego is a little more relaxed but the quality of the food coming out nowadays mm -hmm. is amazing uh, a lot of fusions again i think it's like it's like i was saying about this region we don't have any rules you know um we can do pretty much whatever you want you you see a lot of a lot of mexican flavors in california which i'm very proud of chef rufo thank you so much for getting us so excited for cinco de mayo and before we let you go uh where can everyone find out more about you and websites and stuff for people to go uh, check out your restaurants yeah so uh rufo ibarra so um on my social media all of it is my name rufo ibarra two f's uh and the restaurant is called oryx o-r-y-x uh restaurante restaurant yep. with an e at, at at the end uh but yeah man i mean mostly i'm i'm on social i'm on instagram most of the time that's where chef tyler and i kind of send everything uh but yeah it's been it's been it's been awesome you guys got me excited for cinco de mayo <laughs> yeah all right brother listen thank you so much for doing this man i appreciate you brother no worries appreciate you thank you so much Best hair in the game. Best hair in the game. <laughs> well, I'm learning from you, man. <laughs> I got, yeah, I got I nine problems, but hair is not one of them. And so yeah. <laughs> you're looking, you're looking good as always, my friend. Likewise, man. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Well, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. And, and also we got to have you guys and do a show here in Tijuana. I got to show you around. Yeah. I'm ready for that. I think TJ is so cool. And well, I'm excited for the mushroom chocolates. Yes. <laughs> Frankly. Wonderful, wonderful night walk around Tijuana. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like some stories. Yeah. That sounds Ready like, that sounds like a post podcast story right there. Yeah. 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 All right. Bro. Thanks so much, man. We appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank you guys. Take care. Take care. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Well, he's just awesome. Isn't he, man? Yeah, we've been friends, I don't know, maybe like five or six years, like known of him for a long time. And then we got a chance to meet each other uh, at an event in Los Angeles with his charity uh, that does such great smart work helping folks, immigrants at the border, uh, just kind of get adjusted, right? And so a, a lot of these people that, that um, 
I could never in a million years put myself into their position of what life must be like if I'm willing to walk the entire distance of a country just to find a better life for myself and my children. Yeah. So, so a lot of those immigrants, they get stuck at the border at Tijuana. They, they come and they have nothing. Right. So his charity puts together uh, basically packets, right? It's blankets and food and water and resources for these people that they can just sort of simulate for five minutes until they can figure what their next move is. But uh, he's, he's, he's such a big guy. He's got a big heart. And I'm telling you, there, there's fewer better chefs in the world right now than this guy. And he's so influential and he's so talented. Yeah. If you go down to Tijuana, make sure you check out uh, his restaurant, uh, Oryx Restaurante. And then also there is a speakeasy inside of it called uh, Nordico that, uh, I'd like to go drink there. That's for sure. Doesn't sound fun. Anyways, I'm excited for Cinco de Mayo. I'm excited for a lot of things. I'm excited for next week as well. Yeah. It's be a good one. We're, we're, we're back in the rhythm, brother, you and me. Um, yeah. So thanks everybody for listening to Two Dudes in the Kitchen. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you yet another fabulous week. And let's get together next week and do it again. Yeah. Come hungry. See ya. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes in a Kitchen. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. <laughs> we'll take that. And we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.